This podcast is proudly brought to you by Annotate Agency, a team of creatives passionate about introducing clients to the transformative impact of creative digital marketing. Please go check them out, guys. Listeners, Snake Edwards on the recorder here. This one's a belter. We are back with a chat with Pat at Annotate Agency. Um, thank you again, Kane and Amy, for the hospitality. And um, before we get into this Ripper episode, I just want to say just a quick little thank you to everyone who's helped me get back on deck with the last two episodes, um, especially all my loved ones and obviously the chat with Pat family. But just want to note out the LMM boys and my best mates. Thank you for everything. Um, doesn't go forgotten. And I just had to say that on live. So I love every one of you and my best mates for a reason. But um. After that, we'll get stuck into today's episode. Um, I cannot wait to share this one with you. Um, I'll let the great man do his introduction himself, but Ryan Brennan Coulthard, also known as Iron Ryan, welcome to a chat with Pat, mate. Thank you for coming on anytime. Mate, thanks for having me. <laughs> How are you feeling? You going all right? You yeah, mate, I'm feeling well. You feeling well? Yeah. Really well? Really well. <laughs> Always well. Always well. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, mate. Now, like, just to run through just more coming from you, your achievements, I guess, in the endurance space before we get back into your background, just reel those off for me because this is bloody impressive. Yeah, well, in the last <laughs> last couple of years, it's mm. been it's a crazy couple of years, actually, mm. but um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too much of a runner or an endurance athlete at the start, but in, um, in COVID, mm. with the lockdown, there's something to do, so... I think I knocked over oh, 50 plus half uh, half marathons, eight marathons, about seven half Ironman distance oh, wow. as well. So, yeah. and plenty of other bits and pieces bits along and the pieces. way. But um, yeah, they're just just a couple. <laughs> so I heard correctly, 50. Uh, it'd be f- yeah, 50, 50 half plus. Yeah, wow. yeah. There's a, there's probably with the training like a you know, couple of week yeah. for the last. How long it's been? Two, yeah. three years. Wow, wow. So, how does a boy from Yarram yeah. end up here? Because you were doing, like, I guess your fitness journey in bodybuilding. So, how did, how did you end up at this space, mate? It's incredible. Mate, I ask myself that all the time. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's it's crazy to think where where I started to where I am now. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just a country boy from from Yarram and mm. um, moved to the big city and. Um, I think COVID was a was yeah. a massive a massive player in where I am now. Um, I was you know in the gym doing the bodybuilding thing, and mm. then gyms closed, and you know to not go crazy, we had to think of other ideas, and um, that got us started with the with the whole Ironman thing, and just always knew that I had a little bit more in me to give, and I was kind of wasting my talent, and just got into it, and thoroughly enjoyed it, and yeah, I just. I kind of i guess i built the brand on mm-hmm. on going out and doing these stupid feats of exercise yeah. and it kind of caught wind and here we are yeah how so do you remember you were telling me a great story the other day when we were sitting down um about how you you remember your first run now like when because you were yeah. doing bodybuilding strictly and yeah. fitness yeah. and then everything's closed how like do you mind expressing that a bit more i mean how that kind of grew on and do you remember that time when you went out and took those first steps yeah 100 percent. so it was um pre-season training and i was yes yeah, sitting a little bit over 100 kilos and mm. i went down and went to do the warm-up lap with the boys and like Fuck, you know you put on a bit of weight <laughs> and i got about halfway around and i was on my haunches my mm. You know, my knees and my ankles were aching. I was chafing and <laughs> I was blown up. And so I had, to, I had to walk the 
remainder of the warm up lap. So that was what? that was that was kind of where it started. And after that, I was like, oh, this is no good. Mm. Um, and then yeah, kind of just plugged away at it bit yeah. by bit. Yeah, and what was it? Five hundred meters when you oh, started with? Oh, two hundred. And how much were you weighing in? Uh, about one hundred and five. Wow, and you're about what you're about now? Eighty five now. Wow, wow. Yeah. And I guess when so your your bodybuilding experience. So we can peel it right back. Um, how do you look back at that now? When you now you're an endurance athlete, and how do you look back at your bodybuilding experience then? And like I guess how would that start and like why? Um, wow! Well, yeah. Now I look back at yeah. it now, I'm just like, oh, geez, that's that was a bit sad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How just, so? I oh, just I oh, just don't enjoy it anymore, and it's just like, I can't believe I did that for so long. Mm. Um, and yeah, just it's looking back now, it's it's no way to live your life with with you know the constant eating and like I was very lazy. Yeah. Like I'd get home from work and I need a nap, and then I'd go do me forty minutes in the gym and think I needed another nap, and it was just you know. To where I am now, yeah. just looking back, it's like, oh, the quality of life wasn't great. Really, yeah. Mm. Do you think that mixed in with a part of, oh, I'm not saying it wasn't for you at the time, but now I see probably a different man, Ryan, um, that it's more, a bit more fulfilling now than bodybuilding was? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're actually achieving things now. So, mm. um, it was, I guess, unless you're competing in bodybuilding, yeah. I suppose, which I never did, I never had interest in that. It was just more the training. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't really have a goal. You just kind of go through the motions. You rock up, you go to the gym, you know, you lift a bit of tin and then you mm. go home. Where yeah. right now I've got events I'm, I'm training for, I'm coaching other guys. So, like, there's always there's always something that we're driving towards and, yeah. you know, trying to improve for. So, there was it just wasn't wasn't the case with the with the bodybuilding. Like, you know, you can, oh yeah, do a big lift or, or whatnot. But looking back now, it doesn't yeah. interest me. It seems very... Um, yeah, I mean, this world, due respect to people in bodybuilding, egocentric. And there's yeah, in in the contrast in what you're doing now, it's a bit more of a collective. Is that fair to say? Like, did you find that within yourself then? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I guess the the other day, my fiance she pulled me up because we're at the airport, and I was talking to um, a couple of uh, bodybuilding coaches. Yeah, and um, yeah, we're having a bit of a chat and whatever. And she was like, "You can't speak to them like that." When we got away, she's like, "Just talk down about their sport. Like they do that now. Yeah. Like just because you don't, you're not interested in it anymore." Um, you, you can't be just ragging on other people. <laughs> so that's how bad it's gotten. Yeah, I was just like, oh, you know, yeah, I used to be pretty big and whatever, I couldn't run, just, you know, it's no good. Yeah. And here I'm talking to these these um, two, you know, coaches yeah. in the bodybuilding space and they're, you know, one of them was well over 100 kilos and I was just like, yeah, you probably can't run and you're probably chafing. And he's like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nah, shit house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Like, it's, yeah, it definitely is and it intrigues me a lot. Because a lot of young males do do that. Like when I think of my progression and the town I'm from, like Portland, like there was that big phase. Like obviously, like everyone knows you, right? Everyone knows yeah. those boys, and everyone wanted to be like that, wearing the stringers and looking that way. And then you look back at kids doing it now; it still happens. And you're like, it's not. You're right. It's not the way to live. Like it's so unfulfilling and and selfish. In like every, there are outliers, but it is yeah, very selfish and egocentric way of looking at things. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, in most cases, a yeah. lot of cases, it becomes unhealthy and yeah, and um, yeah, like it's there's a lot of unrealistic expectations. expectations. Yeah. yeah, was yeah, much of that. It's all driven from insecurities, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and you had your own little battle there i mean do you care to share that with i guess insecurities and body image and stuff like that yeah for sure for sure i I guess i guess i started 
started out lifting weights just to feel better about myself. Um, I was a little fat kid once yeah. upon a time, and yeah. then and then um, yeah, started hit the gym a little bit and saw a few results and whatever. And then it kind of just takes over where you you know you're chasing you know this perfect body and um, you know just go through the motions for years and years and years chasing this unrealistic goal yeah. from what you see on socials and um, stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, they just you kind of just get lost in it, and yeah. you know, there's no there's no end to it. Yeah, did you have a perfect physique in mind back then? Oh, like a you lot? know, the, the, the plenty, I guess. <laughs> so, to, to you know, just be you know a great god, I guess. Yeah, but, you know, you you're either got it or you don't you, with your genetics. Like you can obviously yeah. work hard and you can you can build something, but you know, the the fact of the matter is, you're going to look the way you were meant to, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, some people are going to look perfect and others are going to try their whole lives to look like them and mm. never get near it, so. Yeah. Was there a specific moment where you kind of thought, um, like, were you, that ticked, where it's like, I'm just going to look the way I am, this isn't for me? Was there a specific moment, especially with your body image, I guess, concerns? And did you, you, you fat, battle a bit of body dysmorphia as well. No, yeah, okay. 100%, or the bigorexia, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, there was a moment and it was... It was, I guess, once I got into the endurance stuff and started with the functional mm. kind of stuff and being able to move a bit more and um, it kind of put all my um, mental battles with it to bed because, like, it doesn't matter, you know, what I look like if I am able to do these impressive feats of, like, you know, endurance and yeah. achieve goals and whatever. So, like, someone can look better than me, no worries, but will you beat me? Yeah. And that's that's kind of what um, changed my mindset. So mm. that was that was huge for me. Yeah, and that's the thing, beauty thing I've got with it. We chat about it the other day. Endurance athletes, at the end of the day, like the one who's always going to win or be most most successful is the one who puts in the most work. Like, would you care to agree with that? Hundred percent. Yeah. You put in the work and you get the results. Yeah, and that story really hit home with me when we were chatting about it because I I was a fat kid too. We we're talking about it, and I'll never forget. The um, I think it's in the word fat. I'll never forget the moment when um, I kind of had that moment as well, where it was actually a girl. It came off my phone. It's funny. Um, it was actually a girl who said, "Pat, you'll you'll look good if you lost some weight." And I'll never forget that. I was going in year twelve, and um, and when we were talking about it really hit home and reflected with me, I, I lost about so I was one hundred eighteen and then ducked down to eighty one kilos. That's huge in year twelve. So I was seventeen still actually. I was a year younger, and then um. I'll never forget that comment. And then I just thought that comment made me think only until probably like last year, mate, that um, I need to have a good body. Yeah. yeah. And then I started going through this journey and only did yeah, like the last year. And then I still thought I had excess skin and couldn't feel out like my body. I still wasn't happy with myself. And I wish we could t teach kids about how, you know, it's more not about how you look and what's on the outside, but it's about am I like am I? It's not about how am I a sculpted person? Do I have washboard abs? Do I have big arms? Do I have broad shoulders? Or, but should it be about am I hardworking? Am I respectful? Am I a good man? Am I trustworthy? You know, I wish we could tell kids a bit more about that as well. Going through that, um, yeah, and that hit home for me when I was reflecting when you were sharing that with me a lot, like looking in the mirror and you still weren't satisfied. No, yeah. never, never. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's just a unrealistic, you know, mm. expectation. You just chase your tail. Yeah, yeah. Until you find that thing that you need to drag you out of it. Yeah. And did you experience much in the um, when you were bodybuilding as well? Um, within there, there's a lot of I guess unearthed gems 
about steroid use and substance use. Did you experience much of that? I mean, did you you use that a bit yourself? You you were talking about that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So after training for, I guess, seven or eight years, um, it was always you know when you're in that space and you mm. you know you're trying to get bigger and you want to look a certain way, you're you're always kind of questioning it like oh you know should i give it a go should i try something mm. um and then yeah that got to that point where you know i've been training for a long time and i guess i'd reached my natural potential and you know it was a it was something it was a scary thing i guess like oh people doing this and Not then like talked about yeah, yeah and then like i went to uh, one of the footy clubs i played at i found out that like six of the blokes i was playing footy with no way, were, was were, footy, yeah, yeah we're all we're all, all jabbing i was like oh, what's to be scared of <laughs> And so yeah, so I gave it a go, and um, luckily I only only did it once, um, you know, and just gave it one, one go, and it, it definitely works. Mm. Um, but what it didn't change, like it, you know, I put on, on a lot of weight, um, but what it didn't change was the image that I had in my head. Yeah. So yeah. like, you still were never satisfied. Nah, yeah. nah. So yeah, like, and it got to it got to the point where you know I'm looking in the mirror every day and. Um, I'm eating these ridiculous calories every day. I was eating 6,000 calories for, for months and months and months. And, you know, every day I'm looking in the mirror and just like, oh, it's working, it's working. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, my best mate and my fiancé, they're looking at me like, you, mate, you're huge. I'm like, nah, it's not working. Like, you know, it's all it's, it's all a load of shit. Like, yeah. what's going on? You know, I put on 20 kilos. Wow. And I was like, nah, nah, it's not working. And then I guess that kind of made me stop as well. I was like, well... You know the proof's in the pudding like i've put on all this weight and you know like none of my clothes fit me you know it's working but i'm still miserable so yeah wow. kind of put it to bed which was the best thing for it yeah so, um but a lot of people don't a lot of people just they they i, I guess it, it it depends on um your genetics too some people you know they just keep getting better and better mm. looking mentally no yeah. but like so they just never stop because when they do you obviously you, you lose your weight and, and you know you look different and whatever so they just think oh what if i never stop yeah and you know when you do that you you stuff with your hormones and and um you know mentally you just it, it's not great for it so mm. Mm. um yeah luckily i was able to you know close that chapter and and move on from it yeah has your views changed on like steroid use since then yeah, well, well, me personally, I yep. wouldn't, I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Um, and well, I wouldn't recommend anyone do it yeah. because, you know, the the long term isn't, you know, you might feel good for a little while, but long term it's gonna it's gonna mess you up. Yeah. And you're not gonna look like that forever. And I think it comes out now, like all these bodybuilders, professional bodybuilders, they're all dropping dead. They're yeah. 30, 40, mm. you know, and. I know, and that's another reason why I guess I look down on it. It's these guys that are huge, mm. jacked, and you, you, everyone, everyone, a lot, <laughs> of, a lot of people that you see with any kind of muscle, you know, they're all obviously doing it. And whether they speak about it or not, that's up to them. But you know, I look at it now, I'm just like, mm. mate, you're killing yourself. Like, yeah. What for? Yeah, yeah. What for? And like, yeah, I, I couldn't think of the worse than getting on a stage and having hundreds of people judge you on how you look like yeah how horrible yeah i know nothing about you <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, so, yeah nothing about you as a person mm, yeah yeah so and like mate that that's no good for you yeah that's no good for anything have you ever had anyone come up to you during that time or after asking should i or yeah plenty of people and i, I actually had someone uh, message me 
yesterday after I did the post wow. the other day and he was just like, oh, hey, Ryan, um, I don't mean to offend you, but like, you know, I get great inspiration in watching the things that you do. Wow. But I'm just wondering, um, you know, about steroids and if you've used them and if I'm setting the bar too high and if it's achievable to look like you and, um, you know, do, th- do the things you do. And so I, I reached out to him and I said, mate, no, no drums at all, happy to speak about it. I said, I'm actually going on a podcast and I'm, I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to openly speak about it yeah. and, and um, yeah, share my story with it. And um, yeah, he hit me back. He's like, mate, thank you so much for being honest. And, really? And yeah, I might have gained a client through yeah through just being open and honest and, and talking about it. Yeah, and that's the main, like transparency about, about this thing. Like my personal view is like, yeah, transparency is a big thing. And if you use it or not, <laughs> we were talking about it as well. It's like, just say, for example, if you were like a professional or athlete or semi-professional in bodybuilding like go in steroid based um federations all fair but this is my view but if you're going to stay natural stay natural you know like pick the yeah. federation that suits you so it's that even playing field yeah but then that's why again it's a whole testament to how amazing endurance athletes are you know <laughs> again there is there's a dark cloud over endurance some endurance athletes but it's still the one who puts in the most work yeah and at the end of the day, like lance armstrong i guess he's even though he used a lot but that that we were talking about the, that Tour de France was at 18 in the top 20 when yeah, he got popped. So, so he's still, yeah. he's still he's, <laughs> whether he's the best aerotaker taker or the best rider, yeah, right. he's still the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone went against was doing the same thing. So. Yeah, yeah. So there's really no unfair advantage. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Now um, back into the, the endurance stuff. So it's ticked over. COVID hit, and yep. I'm fair to say that was somewhat of a blessing for you in changing your perspective in your professional athlete career or whatever. Yeah, so professional athlete career. Mm. Um, Starting out in triathlons and Ironman, it's not easy. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. There's three key disciplines. Um, what was the hardest bit at the start for you in getting started, other than those first steps? Well, yeah, yeah. other than the first steps, I guess, was dropping the body weight because, yeah. as you know, the more weight you hold, the heavier you are, the mm. more loaded it is on your joints and whatever. So I guess it was just turning myself into a runner first. Mm. Um, and then, uh, well, funnily enough, when I started, I... I hadn't swam since about year five and uh, <laughs> like and, most of us i think yeah and it, oh, i just assumed like i've i've got i've got pretty strong legs i was like oh yeah i'll be i'll be great on the bike got on the bike whole different beast there as well so you know i was i was too heavy i couldn't swim and you know riding was a nightmare so it was it was pretty much all of it was a bit of a bit of a challenge but you know once i dropped the dropped the weight and got into it mm. um soon found my feet and and um yeah I worked pretty hard so yeah you know you get out what you what you put in, put in. So. yeah and there's a lot of time in that oh there? a lot of time yeah. yeah yeah and um how did your day look pretty incredible when you were starting getting into it and training and full power into it um do you want do you slept what, was it four hours on average oh that's that's now <laughs> <laughs> still uh, now wow yeah no so <laughs> when i um yeah, so I worked worked as a uh, yeah, chippy, chippy. For, for 10 years or whatever. Snakes so, and Ladders Carpentry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out, out to them. <laughs> the great man, Craig Anderson. Um, yeah, so once I transitioned over to the fitness industry and started mm-hmm. um, started coaching, uh, that that was hard because you got your clients in the morning, your clients in the Arvo, and then mm-hmm. during the day, um, at the start, I was I was training in the morning, going to work all day on the tools, eight hours, nine hours, what it was. What time were we waking up? Sorry? Three, <laughs> three thirty. Sleep about like ten thirty. Yeah, yeah, like not early, not early enough. So, they have long days. So yeah, do three or four clients in the morning, head off to work, um, 
yeah, knock that over, then back in the Arvo for three or four more clients, drive home, have your dinner, and all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock and you scramble trying to get into bed because you know your, <laughs> your alarm's about to go off. So, um, yeah, I did that for a while and then um, fortunate enough to uh, get a few clients and um, eventually I was able to put the put the tools away and, and go full-time in into my coaching and, and build my business with Iron Ryan. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, recap. So awake at four three four a.m. So awake at awake at three three thirty in the gym by four. Wow. Yeah. Four clients, day on the tools. Some people are still. By the time you finish clients, people are probably still waking up or going to work. And that's what I love about (laughs) it too. Like I live a whole day before some people even wake Uh, up. Yeah. You know, I've done a couple of hours exercise. I've made some money. Of, you know. I've done this, I've done that, and some people are just just waking up. <laughs> people, people go, oh, oh, can't get out of bed. You know, so I'll, go, I'll get up at seven. Got to be at work at seven thirty. Like, mate, yeah, switch on. And, <laughs> and then you do on the tools, and then you do another session, block session kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and then yeah. So I was very f- thankful. Yeah. To give the tools away, because um, then yeah, it gave me a bit a bit more time during the day to That's relax, right. and I started sneaking in a, a little nap you know every couple of days yeah. which is which is nice so yeah. um but yeah so it's a, a couple of long days in there but all mm. worth it like look at what it where it got to and i was able to you know build this up and now um through the, the successes there i've been able to jump off the tools mm. and you know have a bit more time during the day mm. which is do, which is good do you remember the first kind of interest you had in so you're building right you're building your brand on ryan and then the first interest in clients you had like do you remember how those conversations went and that traction had yeah. in your head were you thinking oh, like, oh i might just be something in this yeah, yeah. well i'd so being uh training in the gym for years and years like i always wanted to get into the fitness industry ever since i was like 18 or mm. 16 probably mm. um and then just you know i just didn't know how to kind of do it yeah and, you know dad was a builder and he offered me a job and uh, i um yeah I said no I'll never do that and then, <laughs> and then uh, I was running out of money when I turned 18 and I was like oh, you know it's time can I, can I have a job um, so I always had an interest in it and then um, I guess uh, after yeah training for years I, I got a bad taste in my mouth with being in the gym and seeing all the personal trainers at your generic gyms or yeah. whatever you know like they just look overweight, presented terribly. Mm. And I was like, I'll never be one of them. Not so a then role it, model. So I was like, I don't need to be a personal trainer if that's what they look like. Yeah. like and then, so that kind of held me off a little bit as well. And then, um, yeah, once once kind of, you know, dipping the toes into it a bit and just through my training and getting a lot of traction and people asking if they could train with me or be trained by me, mm. then I was like, all right, no worries, I'm going to give it a go because there was a little bit of interest there. So, mm. um, and i guess knowing now that i've i've hit the nail on the head is like i i just i love what i do and i love seeing others succeed yeah um and there's been multiple times where i'm happy to you know sacrifice my day or my event or my race or my run to run with someone else to see them you know do well so that's that's kind of a bit of you know recognition and like yeah i know i'm doing i'm doing what i want to do which is which is nice because you know you spend your whole life going you know what am i going to do mm. you know what what's what's life going to look like for me and you just never know when it's going to when it gonna, it's going to happen and like then chasing all, your why and your fulfillment yeah kind of yeah 100% and like i knew i didn't want to be a builder from what <laughs> i was what, what i was <laughs> four, off, 14 told dad no yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and you know that's a miserable way to live your life just rocking up 
being somewhere you don't want to be mm. and it got real bad at the end and um when i was like kind of transitioning over the motivation to get on the tools was zero yeah. so um you know i was it was just wasting my day really yeah. and i just didn't want to be there i was miserable so yeah the quicker i got out of the way and done was better the better for Pe- sure people struggle with that though having to pull the pin like oh it's scary yeah it is scary but like i guess you know now that it's been done um you know what's the worst that can happen have, have a go you never know what where you'll end up and mm. like this is you know what i think every day like yeah. imagine if i didn't yeah yeah everyone can create something i think and build something themselves i think yeah i'm big on mindset and human potential is like and it's, it's literally what the proof of the pudding what you're doing like coaching like you would see numerous people come in and say oh, i can't run 5ks and then they smash out and not, you do the journey with them they smash out half iron man but that kind of transcends in life too it's like the, you where the being comfortable is actually a very dangerous thing very dangerous, very dangerous thing and um you know what's the, you're exactly right like what's the worst thing you could happen no matter what it is in life like i think that's a common goal most of us have like whether it's running a podcast or starting your own business or yeah, well, look what you've done <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate. thank you but like doing anyone but like that's the thing that i think and i love that with your story like we all have a common bond like there's something you can't like start an agency like anyone there's something i think i'm firm believer there's something more we can do and being comfortable is very dangerous and so i love like interviewing guys like you it's like now nah, we can do a lot more and you know the, the human potential's bigger than what we expect it to be instead of going to a nine to five and living for the weekends and yeah like what we've all done i'm no oil painting and i'm not perfect but yeah i think there's a lot more more to it in, in life and fulfilling in that way whether it's fitness or business it's also the same thing I yeah think. Well, you've just got to find your passion yeah. and your purpose and, yeah. and go after it because yeah. yeah what's the worst thing happen you end up back where you where you were yeah but you know you either learn a lesson or it could just take off and you could yeah. take over the world yeah you don't know until you try so yeah, uh, that's that's some advice for everyone. Just, yeah, just give it a go. Yeah, quit quit your job, dive in. Even if it's like traveling, like small things like that. Like Whatever, you can Whatever always get is. a plane ticket home. Like, hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm blessed, and I look back. Like I was talking about at the start, my mates. Um, they're all grinders, and I will think back to that now, and they just absolutely they're all doing something they love, and it's like put a fire in me as well. And I love surrounding myself with a good. I mean, it's so important, good network of people that that inspire you would you say that's the same with you as well so such a big yeah. thing yeah for sure yeah. like you become who you surround yourself with mm. so yeah you need to put yourself in the right environment the yeah. right energy and um you know eventually yeah. the tables will turn yeah like, you'll become you know what you surround yourself with and it's it, i see it every day yeah like people that are in you know bad spaces mm. terrible routine and they come and see me and like with the with what i'm doing now like yeah. first point of call is like i love building a little community so yeah. like i'll get everyone i'll group them up um yeah. and um we've got like a group chat or whatever and yeah. so it's just you know you, you end up with a little family which yeah. is which is great and you know everyone just always mm. going out and achieving these great things like you you just destined for it mm. so how did the iron ryan community start so like you remember your first clients you know so i know you remember your fitness one we were talking about but yep. your iron ryan triathlon and um, iron man community how did that start because it's pretty intriguing i guess because you would have started as an athlete in something yeah. that you never thought you would have done and then now you're coaching them yeah yeah so it was it was a good little story actually we yeah. um i did i did the geelong half iron man a couple of years back and then we're out just having a beer celebrating and <laughs> Which said, pub in Geelong, mate? It's a good pub. No, in we, we, we come Victoria. we come back to Melbourne. Just, just <laughs> local, um, and yeah, I was just standing at the at the bar waiting to be served, and there was two young blokes, um, 
in front of me just talking and they're like oh the Geelong Ironman was on today um I'd love to do one and whatever and they were just chatting and I had I don't know I might have had my medal on or something started waving started waving around how many beers was this yeah yeah, it's a a couple (laughs) um and anyway yeah so I was was like yeah boys I I did that today and they're like oh mate that's amazing like how how was the training and like um you know can anyone do it and I was like yeah um you know 100% 100% you, if you you know put your mind to it for sure mm. and they're like yeah hey, I was talking to my physio and he said if I can get this right no I can find a coach I was like yeah I'll, boys I'll coach you no worries <laughs> and they're like oh who's this bloke and then um yeah I sent him a message the next day and uh one of them I just said yeah okay meet me at the gym 5am on uh, Monday morning and uh, he turned up and then the other one he was he kind of he took a few weeks to get in but through those two boys um then they were they were like 22 i think yep. so they had, they had a, a group of friends and then with those two bought three and four and five and then i had a couple of mates jump on um as well so yeah. my first my first group uh, out of nowhere i had um about 12 guys so we did did about oh, we trained for probably 10 months wow. something like that and um yeah, like at the start, I just thought I'd see what these young guys are made out of. I was flogging them and making them get up early, and <laughs> make it, make them turn up at four a.m. for a run, and mm. and um, and yeah, then yeah, it was just so we built this little little community and like all oh, ripper blokes and whatever. So mm. um, it just yeah, just kind of looked after itself. Yeah, wow. but so yeah, with a bit of training and you know a bit of mateship, it all it all just started. seamlessly yeah. came together. Yeah. Um, and did you ever have to, I could imagine not all people are cut out for endurance athletes or have that work. Have you ever had anyone kind of stroll out or, you know, just couldn't quite cut it respectfully? Or? Once, um, they, they move on pretty quick, which yeah. I haven't had too many, yeah. but, um, yeah, like you, you kind of get a, it's pretty much the first couple of conversations, yeah. even like before, before someone starts, you know, what they're made of, but I was really lucky. Like mm. I got a great group of guys, um, yeah. first up and, um, yeah, they were, you know, just testosterone was flying around. <laughs> they're, they're all, they're all mates. So they're always trying to bet each other and, mm. and whatever. So they, they were great. They they were yeah they were a pleasure to coach so yeah. um but yeah like there's there's obviously it's not for everyone yeah. um and and um yeah you you'll soon find out but yeah. like i've obviously yeah very fortunate that i had a had a great group and um even now like everyone that i've coached has achieved more than they ever thought and yeah some great stories through there so yeah fingers okay. fingers crossed it stays that that way what's um so within iron ryan i guess for people listening What's that kind of look like I guess, to them? You know, is it, you know, do you meet certain times and have like joint sessions? Is it privatized coaching? Is it, yeah, you know, what's it, what's it look like? Yeah. So how I kind of structure it is, um, I'll, I'll give them their training plan and then I'll do, I'll do like three group sessions a week. Mm. Um, so where we try and get together as a group, we'll do one, one swim, one ride, one run yeah. in a group environment and, you know, just build that that team morale and um and then yeah they've obviously got their other sessions to do and everyone being mates and building that little community you, a, a message you'd go around the group and go all right boys we've, we've got to run on you know whatever day um does anyone want to run with me and every you know every time someone would jump on and feel like footy group chats like when yeah 100 percent. so yeah. um so yeah we do we do our group sessions um every week and um, and then yeah, just we got for a couple of dinners here and there, and just like just had fun with it, which was mm. 
which was good and that's still the best part of it and like yeah. the, the group i've just done like the first group i had i was like how am i going to you know top this like, <laughs> this is great and then i doubled my group the next time and wow. and built this incredible community again and you know just it just all looks after yeah. itself and you're now and those on ryan suits look amazing fucking amazing they look see who done them uh <laughs> can you say yeah yeah so i i um they're made by two times you but i oh, i just yeah. put i just oh, i just yeah. i just put the uh design together and yeah and um yeah the, the iron iron man logo is yeah. red and black and i was like oh well it looks good why yeah. not and then yeah so and i couldn't funnily enough i couldn't think of a name for what the group was going to be <laughs> yeah, yeah at, the, at the start yeah. i was like you know because i knew i'd didn't know and then i was like oh hang on a minute ryan oh man oh wow there we go so yeah and uh, everyone's obviously Mm. great feedback on that like oh that couldn't have worked any perfect yeah um yeah so threw that together and and just everything everything worked well yeah the colors look great the yeah, so it's, it's funny how things. And we we get, we get noticed. We can see us coming yeah. from a mile away. So that was going to be my next question. I mean, as a coach, and you see all these people coming in. I'm not saying your suits, but your community suits. My that suits. must be like. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. must be um, that'd be like a surreal moment. I could imagine. Mate, I get I get so emotional. Like when, on an event day, and yeah. like yeah, the one just gone had um at Melbourne seventy point three, had eighteen in the suits on the day 18 started 18 finished 18 got pbs wow and like um i was out on the on the course obviously and you know you you're running back and forwards or you know you're riding and someone will go past you or mm. whatever and then in the run when you really need a bit of a bit of a kick up the ass you know you hurt and it's it's late in the day and mm. you run past another guy in a iron ryan suit and you know you slap hands and keep going and it just gets you through yeah and like a lot of feedback from the event organizers and and just people just like you just they just never stop they just the iron ryan boys they just keep coming they just keep coming yeah so yeah no i love that man and watching them all finish and and you know being there a part of their journey Mm. to achieve something that they never thought possible i guess um Mm. yeah i I get quite emotional on race day oh i do too (laughs) like even now um and I can imagine, like, in without that, in within that, you'd be more than a coach. Like, I'm sure people would have a lot of, I'll start like doubts. I guess if they can do this anymore, or if they can push their body to that limit, I'm sure they'd probably look at you as a, in a different, in a bigger way, like almost like a big brother figure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's my biggest strength is yeah is um you know connecting with people, mm. and that's that's why it's it's worked so well. Is you know like I've through coaching people i've ended up with some of my best mates like yeah and yeah having a having the first group being um a group of young guys like probably on on bad paths at times and you know whatever i was i was like a big brother to them yeah and like helped them through and and changed their mindset and you know got them off the drink for a while and stopped them partying and mate i was not gonna be doing any any kind of endurance sport at 22 i tell you (laughs) like for them to you know knuckle down and and do it and prove to themselves that mm-hmm. you know they they could do it like especially at a young age when mm-hmm. all you want to do is drink, drink and party yeah, and yeah. whatever so like i was i was blown away that they bought in and and, and followed through so yeah and that, like you put your space into those kids headspace like oh, luckily you're like a man you're surrounded with you know great like family and fiance and partner and 
you know, I'm blokes like that where things are settled. But when you're 22 and you look at your life then, it's a great point you made. Like everything around you is just, let's get lit and let's go out and let's, you know, get a girl and that's what it's all about instead of trying to fulfill your potential as a person. Mm. Like that'd be even more difficult. I couldn't, I'm looking back when I was 22 at uni, no way. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I'm so proud of them all. It's credit to them. Like, the fact that they did that when they were in that stage of their mm. life, like I didn't, I didn't settle down, you know, switch on till I was probably 26, 27. <laughs> like, you know, I was making all the all the stupid mistakes and going out and enjoying myself, and yeah, yeah no way at 22. But yeah, you know, credit to them. Yeah, um, I guess race day. I mean, for you yep. as an athlete, what, it takes through like what that kind of looks like because people tend to forget the amount of preparation it takes to be an Ironman. I mean, for, in the whole sense, like nutrition, wake up. Um, and then the, the event itself. I mean, what's that look like for, for people listening? Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, like you obviously put in all the work behind yeah, the scenes yeah. in the lead up. So you get to race day knowing you've you've either done the work or you haven't. Yeah. Um, and then the um, the events, they're, they're pretty crazy. And like, I, I still say, oh, I, could imagine I still say to the guys, like, um, as prepared as you are, you won't be ready for the, you know, the hustle and bustle and all the people flying around and like got to be, at a you know at your bike check-in and you know you've got to get it all sorted you've got to get your kit sorted you've got to be ready um and like yeah people aren't expecting it that's a great point that you give advice yeah there's nothing that's going to prepare you that yeah Yeah. so you can be you know as ready as you'll ever be and then you get there and you go oh no i've forgotten something or whatever (laughs) and you're flying around you've got 15 minutes before the bike um check-in closes and you've got to be out and you know getting ready Mm. and you know you've forgotten your wetsuit yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, so I try and prepare the guys as much as possible. We go through that kind of stuff. Um, so they're ready as they can be. Um, but then, yeah, so with, with the Ironman events, it starts the day before the event. So you go down there, you get your race collection, um, bibs and uh, tracking um, timer and you know, your, your tattoos and stuff like that. And then um, you've got to put your bike in the night before. So you've got to go in, find your spot, and that's the other thing. There's thousands of bikes in there. You've got to know where you are when you run in there, like a headless chook looking for your bike. Um, yeah, so you've got to set your bike up and get it all ready, and then you've got to leave your bike there overnight. So um, then you rock it the next day, um, and like a lot goes into it in terms of, you know, you're doing endurance. So you need to prepare right. So the night before, you know, you want to be hydrating. Um, you know, you want to eat something that's not going to stir up the guts because, you know, when you're out there for, oh. you know, five, six hours, whatever it is, the last thing you want to do is have to be run into the bushes or, <laughs> or whatever. So you want to try and look after the gut. Um, and then I personally, I like to get up like two, three hours before I need to be there yeah. and then eat, hydrate and just kind of get, get myself as mm-hmm. prepared as possible. And then, yeah, once you roll in, you um, get your bearings and then you've got to go in to your bike, set up all your gear, get it all ready and have it all laid out. So, because, yeah, once you once the time is up, you've got to go out and you can all go back in. So, mm-hmm. you've got to have it all ready. And then once you once you go out and um, start your swim, then the next next time you get into your bike, you know, you're running in, sprinting, trying to find everything. And, you know, you've got to have everything laid out in, in order and ready to go so it can be as seamless as possible. Yeah. So that's that's the real battle. So the, the race the yeah. race is probably the easy part in the end. Yeah. And then um so the Iron Man they kick off pretty early. They're like 
think the last couple of events starts the start time might be like 7 a.m yeah yeah so, so you try and get black you, like it's yeah dark, yeah and that, that's the other thing too you you're <laughs> in the dark trying to feel around and you know pump mm. your tires up and set up so it's yeah it's a it's a lot but for you what's it like when you're at the line and it's about to go off so i i get a bit of shit because i don't like to think about it so like <laughs> i'm very i'm very cruisy yeah so like late in the lead up like i just just you know keeping myself not running around not worried about too much and then you know kind of just roll up hear the horn and i'm and that's when i switch on yeah um so i, I think that works well in terms yeah. of nerves and stuff like that yeah um but yeah so i don't like to think too much into it in, in most things like even footy and stuff like that yeah just just kind of relax and then you know when it's time to switch on yeah then bang go for it because i think you can mentally drain yourself playing over the event or the game or whatever it may be in your head you start you know getting anxious about things and mm. and you've you've already played it out before yeah. before you've started no so yeah just trying to keep it calm cool and collected yeah, yeah. and then during the race right you're yep. in the run it's deep and then you're at the other end and you're not cool and you're hurting what, what what's that like is there anything specific you think or is it like i've heard like athletes in podcasts and stuff they're like times i remember in training or like in life even or you know some others are just pushing through is there anything specific for you that's pushing when things are hurting in your head yeah well i just i'm i'm pretty good at um kind of flicking the switch when when times get tough which is which is nice because you know it could go either way Mm. you know lay down or push on so I, i guess thinking uh, like I love, I love running past people and like kind of getting that <laughs> little, little uh, mental edge and mm. you know seeing with with our community that we've built, seeing seeing the guys on the sideline cheering and stuff like that, that'll give you new life. Like no matter how you're feeling, mm. um, but yeah, I just kind of, I guess just the the race day itself, it just it gets you up and about and like yeah, there's definitely tough times, but you know one foot in front of the other. Yeah, so you break it down, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. and so. I, that's I I have a thing I do with my breathing where when I'm running, when when I start hurting, yeah. I just breathe really loudly in, in like a sequence, yeah. like a <sighs> and oh, I breathe, I breathe yeah. loudly, right? And what that does, that just takes my mind away from feeling like shit. Yeah, like mindfulness so, essentially. In a way. Mm, yeah, it's a little bit of meditation, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. So what I'll do, I'll just breathe loudly, and I'll just think about that sequence and that pattern. And then you know, before I know it, I might have ran an extra k, and all of a sudden I don't hurt as much. And then yeah. all the, you know, on to the next. Yeah. Wow. Um, and they say like like, endur- like endurance athletes, but running is like meditation. Like they talk about the run as high. Yeah. It's like you you feel like nothing's gonna break you. Yeah. 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 That's incredible. Have you ever thought about like a, the, I get so intrigued about the mindset and psychology side of things. Well, have you ever thought about like engaging in those kind of things or do you use anything in particular to, in association with your training for the mindset side of things? I don't, but yeah. it's definitely, it's always like, it's, it's a huge thing now. now like, every, everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's giving it a go and um, I haven't used it to its full potential, but like, you know, people get such great results in, mm. in diving into it. So uh, yeah totally open open to yeah. giving it a whirl eventually i just feel yeah. like i'm always flying around and, <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you just do need to take a step back and have a minute for yourself and and kind of you know get those habits going mm. speaking about taking a step back recovery i mean i can imagine that's mm. pretty important yeah 100 I mean, is it like what do you like like is there anything you prioritize or utilize or Obviously, sleep's one that you might have to <laughs> work yeah, on a bit more. Yeah, but yeah well, like the, the most mean? important thing is sleep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, probably a bad example of that. But 
um, what I'm learning, you know, now as I get further and further in, like if you can, while you're training, if you can optimize your nutrition um, and stay on top of that, it makes such a difference to how you pull up the next day and how you're feeling. Um, like today, for instance, I had a two and a half hour run and I probably didn't have enough nutrition while I was running. Wow. And like, I just, I've just pulled up a little bit secondhand. Yep. So I just know like if I had a, had to drink a bit more water and had a few more gels there on the run, I would have felt better. Cause yeah. I guess like, yeah, your body will, it, it wants to use those, you know, that nutrition that you put in mm. for energy. And then when you don't have it in there, it's drawing from, from other things. Mm. from your from your you know your natural yeah. stores so if you can stay on top of that that goes a long way for pulling up the next day um then you know always like what i'm learning now too trying to juggle footy with the ironman yeah. training People, is yeah, so ryan plays footy as well everyone. yeah so. <laughs> yeah so, so that's that's um that's a new challenge in itself but like i've you know first game the other week woke up on the sunday had a big ride to do and i got out of i got out of bed i couldn't walk i was like, <laughs> I was like oh no here we go how um, big was the ride sorry uh what did i do i think i uh, 90 k's yeah about three hours worth yeah. um yeah so i got my bike out of the ute and i had to lay it on the ground to get my leg over it because <laughs> couldn't uh <laughs> couldn't hop on but then like once i turned the legs over it like you obviously use different muscles and i felt mm. great so mm. i know now like just to try and get the blood flow to the muscles that are sore and, and whatnot so that goes a a long way even mm. when you don't want to you feel like you know feel like shit just try and get moving try and get some blood yeah. to the area um and then yeah there's your other things like ice baths um recovery boots they're great yeah like they they just increase the blood flow and get it moving around your legs pump yeah. blood to your heart and just you know get it get it all moving which like you can tell the difference night and day Do you, you have a set at home i don't but, yeah. but um, we, we could probably hook him up after the podcast like. oh yeah for sure for sure, for sure. Yeah. um but yeah so th those little little bits and pieces and then obviously your nutrition in terms of your diet that's that, that's huge in, in yeah. your recovery as well yeah now yeah, it's interesting you bring up nutrition obviously that is important like nutrition sleep and marry that in the training but you have a quite a unique philosophy on nutrition Correct. Yeah. Oh, so I was just, I was, I guess I've just been trialing it in the yeah. last few months yeah. um, and feeling really good. So mm -hmm. just kind of switching over from, I probably, I did a paleo diet for probably like two years, yeah. or, you know, a year and a half and like got really good results from that. Just eating um, no processed stuff and just eating good quality meats from the butcher and, yeah. and um, you know, fruit and veg. And then um, I've heard, I heard a lot about uh, just going carnivore and just yeah. just um, running the body off fats. Uh, so, yeah, just w one day I I uh, didn't get enough veggies from the supermarket and I had plenty of steak in the fridge. So I was like, <laughs> well, it's as good a time as ever. So I just um, yeah cooked me steak, went to went about my day and just just ate steak and then the, tried it the next day, tried it the next day. I was like, how good is this? Really? Yeah, because like doing the endurance training I'm always hungry like just because you know the workload so much mm -hmm. so i'm snacking just flat out in between meals and always had to be eating something and then i just found that i was satisfied for, for longer um i only had to eat like a couple of times a day like i went from you know maybe five times to like some days i'll eat it just twice wow mm. but like bigger i guess bigger meals really? but like yep. so i feel satisfied for longer and i just i just like the way my body runs on it mm. so do you think it's long term i reckon it definitely can be but like 
there's also there's got to be balance like yeah. <laughs> like and it's a general day like i'll i'll my first you know two three meals or whatever it may be they're all look the same and whatever and then if i want to have something different for dinner like that's that's you know is what it is but like mm. just the i guess having that that staple um mm. and knowing what works that's that's been great for me and then like yeah like it's probably like an 80 20 kind of balance yeah I was gonna say that um yeah. which i believe like with with your diet like you don't want to call it a diet you just want it to be you know you're just a a seamless yeah, thing that you do off, yeah. and stuff that you enjoy like a lot of people just get found out and go oh i need to make some changes and they start eating stuff that they hate oh, like and we go back to bodybuilding mm. like and this is all due respect like oh let's just eat 1800 calories and no yeah. no oh, carbs yeah, and going, going, going back to that like the the, the 10 meals i had to eat a day <laughs> like how fucking miserable <laughs> I, I used to blend up my last meal oh. I, I used to like put rice and ice cream and protein powder and in the eggs in your, yeah, yeah, ten o'clock at night. I'm sitting there trying to scull this fucking <laughs> just gl- just a big container of glup. Like, <laughs> like, like what eggs? Like everything, ice cream. everything, everything. Yeah. yeah, and then now you're seeing yeah. how your body yeah, operates. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's incredible. For yeah. sure. So, so you think it's long term as well? Well, that's what's you know what's my favorite food? Steak. Steak. Yeah. What, what I eat every day? Steak. Yeah. Like yeah. Perfect. Do you find people asking you for nutrition advice now? Yeah, a lot more now. Yeah. Um, but like my way of eating isn't for everyone. So it's kind <laughs> yeah. of like, uh, you know, flexible dieting and mm. all that. And like, you know, a lot of people, they're fussy. Mm. So it's kind of hard. Like, do, do I want to tell people, you know, mm. what what works yeah, for me yeah. or like what they want to hear? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Each to their own. Yeah. And that's how you can kind of tell the people who are like bullshit. Like, uh, this works for me, mate. You can use this or... Mm. Or not, and know, like if so. I if I could like with all my clients say so yeah eat exactly what I eat because it works, <laughs> but yeah. you know, yeah, exactly right. It's it's interesting like especially with um, endurance because you, you do need to feel yourself, but then you you know you, your guts are so important as well. You don't want to yeah. feel over overloaded in in session. Yeah, well. and and now knowing like eating this way for a while, I know as soon as I put something that doesn't agree with me in, like you can you notice straight away you're bloated or you need to go to toilet like. It's just instant. Yeah. So like, I like feeling, and a lot of people they don't know how bad they feel until they feel good. And a lot of yeah. people don't ever feel good because they're just forcing the wrong things in. I wrong guess. In, yeah. mm. And listening to your body, that's essentially what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Like know, knowing what you like and listening to your body as well. And how what what works well for you? Yeah. 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 And then um, also, on the like going from the nutrition side of things, what's your views on uh, obviously recently over the last couple of years on like vegan diets becoming quite prominent in endurance yeah like um what like it's just your views what do you think about that coming into place and in sport in general i mean it's quite pushed along and it's crazy like even now in supermarkets you see like yeah. chicken burgers and our chicken and stuff yeah. like what do you think uh, about i don't i don't have a very good view on it let's yeah. be honest like i you know a bit controversial but yeah like oh, it just seems like a, a load of shit yeah. <laughs> um I don't, I don't know like i think of it like this is like if you looked at you know, all the best athletes in whatever sport or whatever it may be, how many of them that are now vegan that are claiming that it was, you know, it was, you know, such a great mm. thing for the, their sport? Like, you didn't grow up on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be the athlete you were if you were vegan from day one. Mm. I'm positive. Yeah. Like, Along with the other things that they're probably doing at that time. Yeah. Like, we were talking about off-air, Kane, I was Tom McDonald uses 
carnivore, but he was also working his ass off around that as mm. well. Like it's not just that; it's all the other things that he's putting around that diet. Like diets, obviously a big part, but it's the other tools that you put in around that. Like vegan could work for you. I, I, th- I think it, it definitely could work yeah, for people, people, but yeah. like you've got to do it properly. Like, yeah, and you've got to you've got to supplement for it. Like, yeah, no expert here. Yeah, but, supplements a big thing. But like, yeah. you, I don't think, like you can't get away with eating these meat substitutes and mm. and you know just eating, you know. A, shitload of carbs all the time and yeah. you know not fueling your body correctly in in you know the vegan space i guess yeah you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do it do it properly because mm. the i believe the 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 health i don't know the um the benefits the, I guess. the benefit well yeah. yeah or or the other way with yeah. it like it can be detrimental yeah yeah in yeah. performance for um endurance athletes yeah. well performance but yeah. just in general life like yeah like if you're eating you 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 are what you eat yeah exactly yeah it's it's interesting and we were talking about the tribalism in things most these days it's like you know if you're this you're labeled this or if you're eating carnival you're labeled carnival but you know it's even that's intriguing itself it's just become like us against them and and it's same with fitness too isn't it like um that's a whole nother conversation in itself it's just like um dividing everyone against themselves but like if it works for you literally it's fine like there's no rules yeah there's no rules Mm. then that's the thing people need to like start to remember these guidelines are just like it's almost like they've been built upon to separate everyone and you know yeah exactly right it's it's what works for you and you know just leave it at that you're not label these labels are so intriguing yeah it's fascinating yeah and yeah i'm not i'm not (laughs) i'm not having a go at them i just say (laughs) i wouldn't do it yeah 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 exactly it doesn't work for you carnival is working well yeah i couldn't do vegan too like Nothing more than I love than smashing a scotch fillet or two. Oh. Like, the boys eat two scotch fillets in Mount Erica on steak night. They love it. Like, yeah. I couldn't think of any of my mates doing it as well. Yeah, we throw the chips in the veg away and... Yeah, there you go. Get three in. <laughs> exactly. Um, in, on another side of thing, mate, I mean, going forward, um, well, how are you picturing Iron Run? Like, what's your vision with that going forward with your community? I guess just the keep building it and yeah. and helping as many people as i can like yeah it's it, it truly is a life changer i think so yeah. um yeah the the satisfaction i get out of it mm-hmm. and the enjoyment i get out of helping others and and um you know guiding them guiding them through i just hope i can keep doing that and just keep building these this community yeah. and just have a whole army of yeah. you know people in the the black and red suits and, yeah. <laughs> and you know can just keep going forever mm-hmm. it seems like um, not just the Ironman and triathlons, endurance events, but fitness has played a massive part in your life. I yeah. Mean, when you reflect now, what are some of the lessons that's probably taught you to become the man that you are today? Well, I, I guess like just discipline, discipline, yeah. and and, um, and hard work. Like there's there's yeah. nothing there's nothing like it. Like, yeah. And I just know like from you know times when you're in bad habits or being lazy, like how you feel compared to when you're you know achieving things and 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 staying disciplined and mm. sticking to good habits and and working hard like there's mm. it's nothing like it mm. it's funny how again we talked about this the other day how when you kind of flick that switch and commit to something for a short amount of time how everything else kind of falls into place yeah. i mean we we're talking about your journey in fitness mind and then like me for myself um getting back in podcasting like it's funny how everything just kind of flows like with a bit of hard work and it's not really sacrifice. It's like, um, you know, you plan and you, you go ahead things and you're disciplined and you're really passionate and work hard at it. Everything just seems to become a bit easier, even in life. Like this might sound weird, but 
I'm big. I'm a big theory on the universe, and like it kind of gives you what you give it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I've found again, like that's why I said at the start of the show, and I was talking to you about. Um, once I put that work in, and I had this epiphany about getting into, um, back into podcasting, or sharing our work ethic stories. Like, I'll never forget, like walking down. Um, I went to this park and you know things weren't going my way and I really had to get back into podcasting someone told me it was really close to me that I had to get back into it and worked really hard and then something fell through and I was like not miserable but then I went down this park I saw these kids right this is a bit off topic but I saw these kids and they were like truly happy it was like a 26 degree day and they were looking at this um, clown and this um, like it was like a clown and literally like an entertainer and they were just laughing like the most purest happiness I've ever seen and I was sitting there I was looking at that and I was like fuck I'm, I'm gonna be okay like this is when i felt true peace in my life and content it's like oh, i'm gonna be okay and i'm gonna be fine and i was smashed working hard on the podcast and getting back into it and then all of a sudden like bang like work hard discipline planned everything and then everything just fell into place and i truly think like with a bit of that peace and content and hard work and discipline like i'm big on mindset and i'm big on human potential it's like anyone can fucking get anywhere that they want to be and that's why i love sitting down with guys like you who do the same thing it's like this marrying marrying of insights it's like yeah anyone i don't fucking love it like same with the coaching i get um hairs on my on my spine tingling it's like anyone yeah. can be whoever the fuck they want to do do what they ever want to do if they just work hard and disciplined yeah like for sure things actually genuinely fall into place and i've seen it for a month you would have seen it for the last few years like imagine what the the there is no limits literally no. like and that's why i love like athletes and i mean like you yeah, yeah. and I, I guess it's important to say as well like i wasn't always like this like yeah, and that, that's why so. i like i reckon it's i resonate with people and like a lot of people i guess would look at me now and they don't know the story that come behind it but yeah i'm exactly. just a normal guy like yeah. you know i've been on you know bad i've had bad habits and you know i've done the partying and and you know i've, oh, I've just just a, like just a normal i'm just a normal yeah. guy that found a way yeah and like like everyone knows what it's like when you're mid-20s or young 20s year old male like going through the party scene in life and you're going through these bad habits and you think it's nothing mm. and then um yeah and like i talk about that moment where i really found content and peace and then it's like you know i'm in a good space right now to work hard and continue working with those things and i've been yeah. blessed and I think anyone can do that. That's why I said that if you find those gems in life. 100%. Um, yeah. And again, like it's a true testament to all your hard work. Yeah. And just because you you are somewhere right now doesn't mean yeah. you have to stay there. Stay like, there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You've put in a little bit of work and, and make a few changes and you'll be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And a big one was like we talked about the support network. People you have choose to surround yourself with. Yeah. Like, fuck, that is amazing. Like, yeah, oh, 100%. Like, yeah. I, like I grew up with... I guess looking back now, I guess some Small to, some to, yeah some yeah. toxic some toxic um, influences and and um, yeah I guess people that you probably wouldn't look up to yeah. and you but know I, I, did, I, yeah, yeah. I, just, I just followed the trend and did what they did and um, you know you just you you are who you surround yourself yeah. with and and then once fast forward to you know the last few years surrounding myself with the right people and like look at what what's happened. Mm. So, would, would you say your fiance's played a big part in that? The biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just she's so organized. She's the amazing. The best. <laughs> um, I'm everything I am now because of her, like, oh, hands down. Man. Like, she picked me up from the gutter essentially and got me head screwed on and um, just, yeah, made, made life easier. And yeah, she drives me to be better every single day and makes my life easier. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be um, easy at times. 
yeah. being with me, you know, like running around, exercising, doing this and giving so much to other people. Mm. Um, she kind of gets the leftovers. Yeah. So, you know, I'm this big personality. I'm, you know, I've got to be the vibe for people all day, yeah. every day. And then I'll get home, I'm tired and she gets what's left. And, you know, you know, sometimes not, that's not fair, but yeah, she's, she's, 100% the, the reason that I can do what I do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I can't, can't thank her enough. Yeah, that's beautiful, mate. Like Thanks, that. mate. That's <laughs> yeah, that leads into the actual listener questions. And one of them, you ready? You ready? Oh, so I'm ready, mate. Yeah. Hope you please. But one of them was actually is how important was your support being from your partner and loved ones being contributing your success as an endurance athlete? I mean, you touched on it what your fiance has done behind the scenes, but yeah. even what about your friends and network and our Ryan community? What have they done for Ryan? behind the scenes and how important has that been yeah it would obviously like you without great support you know it's mm. um it's you know hard to get anywhere and i I've, yeah. i'm surrounded by the best group of people the best group of mates mm. and yeah the best fiance and um yeah every day they you know they help me be the best version of myself which you know it's, it goes a long way for sure so i couldn't mm. do it without them and i'm so thankful yeah. for you know everyone i come across all my clients like i learn something new every day from yeah. from different people and as i said like a lot of them transition over from clients to becoming lifelong friends mm -hmm. so yeah the the biggest part of me and behind the scenes is is all them for sure would you say yeah and again leading on to that we talked about so would you say anyone who's like wanting to take that risk just have a big reflection about who you surround yourself with 100 yeah. percent. Yep. Yeah. yeah yeah and you know if it's not working for you and make a change and yeah. yeah it's scary but you know it could be the best thing you ever do mm. and it will be yeah exactly now the next one was uh, any tips for a 70.3 age grouper where do we start yeah <laughs> get in touch more, get in touch mate. I mean, this is coming from <laughs> yeah. this person he's he's pretty fit he's young um he's a good mate of mine he actually sent me in and um he loves some of your work but yeah he's pretty pretty bloody good and i guess he's thinking about his, his first 70.3 age group i mean what tips do you have uh, i mean i guess i guess one is training nutrition and on the day i guess what would you give him yeah so obviously you got to work your ass off um, <laughs> and uh, i'm gonna go back to sur yeah. it's surrounding yourself yeah. with with you know get yourself a good coach mm -hmm. yep um surround yourself with like-minded people that yep. are gonna help you be your best in training and in um you know whatever it is you do so that's that's gonna be huge so first of all surround yourself with the right people um and then i guess you yeah you put in the work mm. and and you'll you'll get out yeah. everything you put in um on the day yeah. as i said before um you'll turn up on the day and the job's already done like yeah. you, you know you, you know roughly you know what you should get because you've trained it um i guess just um just relax yeah. as much as you can be ready be yeah. ready be ready for that start but just enjoy it soak it in and just know that the the months leading up you've you've done the work and that it's all gonna it's all gonna come into its yeah. own and yeah but if he does if he doesn't need any advice reach out yeah reach out i'll make sure he does he Happy. loves your work um the last one is do you put sauce on your bacon and egg rolls every day of the week <laughs> <laughs> well one specifically uh oh i, I love all sauces yes, like uh, you know a, a barbecue I, I love a cupy mayo or yes. a spicy cupy yes um or your, your classic tomato or a relish <laughs> oh anything yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm all for it anything love that um now this is my question mate um i don't i surprise guests with this one at the end of it um where do you see yourself five years from now mate 
I hope I hope that I have a have an empire of yeah. of athletes that I've you know trained with, work with. Um, I hope to eventually open my own gym, um, and you know I just I just hope I can influence and and uh, help as many people along the way, and that that'd be you know that'd be me done. I'd I'd be a happy man. Yeah. I'll be married then, so that'd be good. Beautiful. A couple of kids. Yeah, or <laughs> five years. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, sure. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. Um, that's when you get married. Sorry. Uh, we are getting married on the twelfth of March next year. Beautiful. Good part. Good part of the um, good date around then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I'm not going to have too much to do with all the planning on that, but <laughs> it, it, it's going to ha- it's going to happen, yeah. and I'm going to turn up. So. That's the main thing. Credit. She's going to turn up too, hopefully. Oh, she'll turn up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, credit, credit to the Dale. She's already behind the scenes yeah. organising it all. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus. He's going to be in Yarrow? No, we're going to have it up here. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. We, we tossed it up, but she wasn't too keen on Yarrow. <laughs> hard sell, was it? Yeah, it was a hard yeah. sell. Uh, Ryan, thank you amazingly for your time today, mate. I'm so blessed I uh, get to meet people like you weekly and on the daily to have connections. But, mate, you're on to big things and don't let anything stop you. I appreciate your time. Mate, thank you. Thank you, my man. Been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> my man, that's great.